Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Omwake. Wow. Hey, Jim, my co-host, Jim Jacobson. Good morning. Good morning, Mary. How are you? You know, it's a beautiful Maui morning, and I am. this has been my mother's 92nd birthday today. She made her transition after eight years of dementia, and she stepped off the planet just 12 days ago, and I'm living in that overflow of awareness of her light being and that presence, and, and that's what uh, triggered today's program, Jim. We're going to be talking about change mm. as a natural process, as a part of life itself. And I'm very, very blessed because we have three amazing guests in the in the uh, studio with us today. Yeah, well, we sometimes we talk about change agents. These are people who help us change and help trans and help with the uh, transition associated with change. Well, in spirit, it is all the same, but in in life, in form, everything is changing. And we have with us uh, a social worker who's worked with uh, adolescents and adults, who now is a happy woman who does workshops and training, and actually has one uh, this very weekend mm-hmm. on change and how to be a part of what is a natural flow. We have an author and entrepreneur artist, Mela McCona. Oh, I didn't give the name. Um, Catherine Arp. That's Catherine. Uh, and Mela McCona, who uh, had a life-changing accident that went from vibracious dancer and mover and shaker to flat on her back for nine months in a body cast and then now is is a, an, a compassionate change agent on the Maui. And then we have Barbara Fisher, a licensed Unity teacher, a longtime resident of Maui. Many of you probably know her, who, who's after a radiant, full, and rich life, came up down with stage four cancer and against all odds, sits here today vibrant, alive, and healthy. One of the most powerful stories I've ever heard is, is Barbara's story. It's incredible. It's a marvelous story. And, and of course, cancer became uh, on the world news, of course, with Elizabeth Edwards and Tony Snow bringing it right into everybody's living room. But everybody lives with someone who, um, I was at the hospital last night till one o'clock, who family had a, uh, someone had a stroke. And, mm-hmm. But life is full of changes and they're not all catastrophic. In fact, some of them just uh, a change in uh, the weight. Uh, I've had that several times. Uh, <laughs> so you have to go get a new wardrobe. And then, you know, the, ch- the children grow. And, and a life, is, you, the job comes, the job goes. So life is full of change. And I'm just excited to get to our guests. So can I say good morning, Catherine? Gl- glad to have you here. Thank you so much, Mary and Jim. This is really fun. Yes, um, when you say change is natural, it's also unavoidable. Oh, well, that's, okay. that's occurring as we sit here. In fact, um, I was thinking this morning how people look at a town or a pond that they say is stagnant. And actually, there's incredible things going on, even when it looks like nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. You look at a stagnant pond, all these wonderful little microbes and creatures are in there changing the quality of the water and the soil. And they're regenerating. They're taking energy and putting in different kinds of matter. So things are going on when we feel stagnant. There's always change occurring. It's just what change? What change is the And change is always an opportunity. I mean, it may look like a crisis. It may, the first, uh, when it's a catastrophic change, it may feel like somebody punched you in your gut and what is it? But it is a call on your soul for even more magnificence. And Barbara, do you want to share a little bit about how your wake-up call did more life? Absolutely. Uh, the diagnosis came... Um, after I had been working out at the gym three days a week, feeling absolutely phenomenal, no indication at all, and it was fourth-stage ovarian cancer. And um, so when I went over to the hospital at Queens, I was convinced this was nothing, and the doctors would find everything to be benign. But... um, when the doctor came in and said fourth stage ovarian cancer, I, I couldn't believe it. And I'm pretty sure I have never believed it. Um, I so know that the doctors are practicing. Mm. And I that love that. This is what I love says. that. They are practicing to too. The doctors are practicing. That's yeah. right. And I learned that diagnosis, the word diagnosis, comes from the Latin word to guess (laughs) and so I have taken that to heart Mm. and I've said they've made a guess 
and I'm going to prove them wrong. And I have just enjoyed my over a year and a half, and I've been virtually cancer-free for five months. And, and this is against all odds. What are the odds that they – because well, when they're guessing and they're diagnosis. Yeah, yeah they, they give you months. Yeah. And with ovarian cancer, with I ovarian guess. Cancer, but, yeah. Barbara, also, too, the diagnosis, it's the prognosis that you want to be careful about, you know, because you did have cancer in your body, mm-hmm. but that, that it would kill you was what the, where they missed. Right. Because right. you had something greater in your life. Well, I know so well that God's will for me is perfect health. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is bring that forth. And I, I have such faith, and I know so well God's will for me. Mm-hmm. And so I just turned it into a great act of faith and hope. And I've been showered with so much love that I couldn't help but get well. And you know, Barbara, and we want to talk with Mela McConaughey too, and Catherine Moore. Is it, during the program? Are what were the things that really supported your moving through it and having a real triumph, not just surviving, but a triumph? And what were the things that maybe weren't so helpful? Maybe things people did or said. Were, were there comments that maybe didn't support um, the possibility? I, I've chosen to live, and I've chosen right. to thrive. The comments about your funeral (laughs) Um, who do you want to do your funeral Um, who who yeah these would be non-supportive comments well you you, yes now now your your way would say well the ministers I know now um, will be very very old I don't know if they'll (laughs) still be ministering then so maybe a young one that's just now being ordained you know right right (laughs) so yeah uh, that that sort of grabbed me because I never went there. Right. You know, I that's, just that's what's so striking about those, those words that you we've talked about this before. I just don't go there. Absolutely. I just don't go there. And so that mindset has seems to be right. so connected yes. with the remarkable situation that you're in today. That's right. Just that uh, sense of hope and the attitude of gratitude that I am. I'm going to be over this soon Mm. I just need to know Holy Spirit what do I do today to cure this condition and that's exactly what I did every day I just wake up in my happy little Kula home and say okay what do I do today and that's exactly I followed that guidance and I spent many many hours in prayer and Prayer is what has supported me. Millions of prayers. Share one of the one of the coolest. Tell tell folks about your prayer beeper, your prayer pager. Oh. <laughs> this is this is an amazing thing, and it's something that anyone can do. It's so simple. Right. My sister uh, in Colorado sent me a beeper, and she had passed the number out to a, a number of our friends and family. And uh, she sent me the beeper. And Just one of those like $10 a month little things that right. beep when someone dials the number. That's right. And I got so many beeps that I finally had to go put it in a box and wrap it in a towel. And people were beeping you when they prayed. That's right. That's, the that's key, yeah. what they did. And, and it, it was so wonderful. At first, I was just like, oh, thank you, thank you. Mm. And, and I was so <laughs> grateful for the prayers, but I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. And prayer does work. You know, unity began as a prayer ministry. It began with a woman who was told by the doctors at that time in, in 1886 that under 40 years old with three children, not even in junior high school set, that go home and you have just a few months to live mm-hmm. and get your house in order. I don't know if they asked her to plan her funeral, but when you have two small, three small children, that's probably where she was focused. And she heard the words, uh, and faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But she heard the words, you are a child of God. You do not inherit illness. Mm-hmm. Or you could have heard, I am a child of God and cancer is is not as strong as the life that's in me or whatever right yeah however that is and and so the unity is a prayer ministry started with healing and then started with prosperity but it's basically changing consciousness and we live in a world that says cancer well now we know with so many success stories but just when i was in high school uh you heard the word cancer and people wouldn't even share it it was like so scary now it's it's a part of our 
I very seldom ever say cancer. I say can survive. Mm. Can survive. Can yes. survive, which is yes. exactly the way that I've lived. And uh, just with an attitude of gratitude. And I even bless my condition. And uh, I, I do not dwell on the prognosis, the diagnosis. I, I just um, never have gone there. That's what can I do today? To yes, live a great right. life for God. So let's talk with Mela McConaughey, because there you were, just active, like like Barbara, living a rich life, nothing, everything hunky-dory on Maui, driving, go, just went to some kind of big workshop, feeling Came very... Came home from a whole meeting. Whoa, okay, well, <laughs> we need to put, drive at your own risk home. now. <laughs> and, and what happened? I, I was uh, hit head-on by a drunken driver. Mm. and uh, Out of the blue. Yes, I was in intensive care for four days, and they didn't really address a lot of things in my body because they knew I was leaving. But I was swimming with whales and dolphins. That's all I remember, and a a loving uh, nurse. So you were out of your body while all this was going on with the dolphins and the whales and letting Maui heal you. Yes, and then um, when I came out, um, I I was in bed. For 11 and a half months, yes. And then I was shipped back to Maui, and he said, you'll meet your doctor. What doctor? Oh, the doctor that came into emergency and packed you up and before they airlifted you to Oahu. Well, I, I'm in a wheelchair, and I get wheeled into this office, and I'm at one end of the room, and he's at the other, in a corner, looking into the wall. That's and your doctor. That's my that's the man that came to the emergency room, yes, and proceeded to tell me I would never get out of the wheelchair. Mm. And I looked at him, and I said, he doesn't know who he's talking to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment, I thanked my grandmother for teaching me selective hearing. <laughs> <laughs> selective That's hearing. a similar theme to what Barbara was saying. I just and I, I just thanked... I was so grateful that he didn't look at me, that he didn't address me, because I, I thought perhaps some of it would go into my body. But mm. because he didn't look at me, I didn't accept any of it. And then he proceeded in his glee to tell me about my next operation and my next and my next, and I thought, i got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so did you fire that physician? Uh, uh, you can fire a physician. No one will take you if if uh, you're in the middle. Really? Yes. So what, is the, what, what, what did you do? I have always gone the alternative route. I had never reached my deductible in all my life. My mother, I grew up watching my mother read prevention. Mm-hmm. And I, I was uh, shipped back to Holly Makua. And I told them that my acupuncturist was coming in. And and they said, oh, no, you can't have anyone like that come here. And I told them, this one, my a chiropractor, oh, no, no, we can't have that here. And I thought, okay, got to get out of here. <laughs> so I did. I found a place in uh, 10 days that was wheelchair accessible. And uh, I had some wonderful, wonderful help. So you took over control of your treatment. Absolutely. And that's, and that's, a, that's really a common thing among both between you and Barbara. You guys decided what the Holy Spirit had in mind. The Holy Spirit led me to the right person at the right time, and when it was no longer correct, another person would show up. And that's still happening today. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's always happening for us if we're awake to it and if we're intentional about calling it forth. Um, it may take many detours. I think, Barbara, you had several where you thought there was a solution and the door slammed shut, but mm-hmm. there was one right around the corner And because uh, we were in prayer with you a lot, and we just knew that you would come back to us whole and healthy. So it's good to have people that believe in you that are going to see you coming back whole and healthy, and that's mm-hmm. so true. Now, Jim, you had an experience with your uh, grandmother mm-hmm. who was stroked. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that phrase. We had Ram Dass uh, at church on Sunday and uh, he was he said stroked and uh, your grandmother was and they said she was in a vegetative state in a hospital in St. Louis and when I got there finally after being told not to go because there was really nothing to do uh, and they were going to let she had an infection from the catheter and they were going to let that kind of take over and and, uh, take care of things and I just 
thought that sounded barbaric. And so I went there and I talked my way in and I stayed with my grandmother that night and finally when all the people were done, the doctors talking about stuff, I sat down uh, when the room was quiet with her and I sat on her bed and put one hand on her heart and one hand on her head and said, Grandma, if you want to go, I'm with you. I love you. I support you. But did you know that if you want to, you can get better? And the first word she uttered since her stroke was, Really? I said, Yes, you can get better. Do you want to? And she said with a smile on her face, Yeah. And in the course of the next eight hours or whatever that night with the nurses coming in and doing blood pressure checks every couple of hours, she did get better. So by the morning, the doctors, the uh, the, the, the um, uh, brain specialists, uh, what, neurologists were like, this is a miracle. This is amazing. And, and a day after that, my mom, my grandmother was actually dancing with my father in the hospital room. And she had a full recovery uh, with one minor exception. And, it, and it's incredible. And it's the belief that you can get better. Mm -hmm. And so often the medical profession says, odds are that's not going to happen and that's where the focus is. But Mm -hmm. the message that I got loud and clear is that if you believe, it can happen. Mm -hmm. And it can happen. And and I think there's also a question about the soul's choice that we want to always honor because I'm sure there's people listening saying, just a second, I've got great faith. And I have great love, and someone I love didn't get better. But I, I like to always remind people that you're in one incarnation here, and you have many lessons, many opportunities, many things your soul is doing. And uh, it's I always, when I go into the hospital, ask, do you want to be healed, or do you want to have a healthy, happy transition? And I will tell you that at least half the people say, help me die consciously. Mm-hmm. That that also is a healing, to, to mm-hmm. stay awake, to that you're an dad. eternal he being, wanted to, he wanted that you're a great soul. And, mm-hmm. and so all of life have these big, get your attention, and both Barbara and Mela serve the world now because at a higher level because of the, this gift that you actually had. Um, but we want to be back with, to talk to Catherine about some of your input on, on the natural, normal uh, changes that are happening right now as we're sitting here because we are dying and being born every cell in our body. So let's talk you, about change. And if right you'd like we, to ask us a question, you can call us at 242-7800. Right. And we'll be right back with Conversations, conversations with Friends with, friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's Premier Mortgage Company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We're back, and we're talking with um, some beautiful teachers who've gone through their own major transitions in life, changed, and had catastrophic changes. But change happens to all of us, whether our company folds and our job doesn't exist, uh, something happens to our marriage, something happens with our kids. Change is everywhere. It's a part of life. And the big lessons really teach us how to live the smaller changes going on. So I'd love to have Catherine jump back in because your workshop this this actually Saturday just turns out to be timely. This yeah, Saturday, 1030 well. to 330. We love how God does these things. Just everything is a perfect flow. But Catherine, you've you've been listening to Barbara and Mail sure amazing have. stories mm-hmm. and faith that which they didn't develop faith the day that they got their mm-hmm. thing. And that that's what I hope people listen to is you know, the time to develop your faith is not when you're walking into the emergency or being carried into the emergency room. You want to develop your faith, uh, stretch those muscles, like get to that mm-hmm. faith gym early on. So Absolutely. tell us some things people can do. Well, one of the things people can do is become aware. And that's one of the things we'll address at this workshop Saturday is how to notice what you're choosing. Because change is occurring every second. In fact, you've talked about the number of minutes in a year. 
But there's actually more choices than that that we're making all the time. Sometimes we're making 100 a minute. Uh, some of us, our minds work fast, and we get panicky or excited. So we're choosing. Right now, we're choosing mm-hmm. to be alive as we're listening. Mm-hmm. We're choosing where we're sitting, what we're doing. And a lot of these choices are coming from places in us that we're not so conscious of. And so I've, I love blending my spiritual learnings with science. Mm-hmm. And I've studied the mind and body a lot. And every thought that we do and every action that we take changes the entire body, which is our feelings and the way our body feels. For instance, if I'm angry, it's a feeling. We all know about that. But I'm thinking angry thoughts. I can choose to make myself angry. We could all agree to right now. We could choose to take a topic on and do thoughts and have conversation that would create anger for all of us. And as we did that, the parts of us that we can't control so easily come right along. And that's what our body is doing the chemistry that's occurring and how that feels as an emotion Mm -hmm. and how that feels in our body and how our health and flow is. So all these different systems in our body, we have chemicals, all these neuropeptides and all emotions are chemicals actually. We're just a chemical system. We're a system of fluids. We're a system of blood vessels flowing. The lymph system's flowing. The digestion is flowing. The bones are growing or not. Everything's moving as we speak and we have the flow that Eastern philosophies address more than we do, and that's our meridians, the energy flows, at least one set, probably others we're not aware of. So every thought or action plays with all those parts of us. And then we emanate energy. We emanate just like a crystal does or a radio signal or the sun. I was reading in a science magazine recently about these little tiny particles that I'll mess up the name if I say it, so I'll resist that's something like neutrinos, but they come from the sun, and they pass through all of us right now. As we speak together, we're all having these little particles pass through us, and they cause little flashes, and they're measuring them right now deep in the center of the earth at an incredible buried depth. They've created a laboratory to watch these little particles from the sun create little flashes inside particles that are too small for us to even conceive of. The whole system is so tiny that that's happening right now. We just found out about this in this last few decades. But it's been there since we first started. And that's part of who we are, is these little particles going through us. And it's part of who we are that we generate and express all the time. And we put out a vibration all the time. And we share each other's, we feel each other's, we have a choice whether to take on the one that we're exposed to or to keep our own going. If we're aware. I I always like to to remind people, choice is a function of awareness. Absolutely. So it's it's easy to say you have a choice, but at the very moment, most Mm -hmm. of us live uh, large parts of our lives unconscious, unaware. So we we don't, and so when people are listening, what do you mean? I didn't have a choice to choose that accident or choose that. But at the point where we're not aware of Mm -hmm. this happening, uh, so it is a function of so awareness. So that's a lot of the focus of the workshops yeah. is creating awareness. Yeah. And so we sneak in. Yeah. We sneak in from all sorts of different yeah. practices. Okay. <laughs> I just, yeah. But it is so important for us. That's why meditation and things that keep us more aware mm-hmm. and then already having with, with Barbara and Mela, they already had a lot going for them mm-hmm. because they had faith. They realized they could say no to, um, and so many people don't know, you can say no when that doctor says something you can say no i or want a second opinion says, I'm not going there yes <laughs> i want a second opinion well, i want a third opinion that i'm going higher just keep going higher and higher and higher you know you're creating your reality you might as well create one you want mm-hmm. you know if, if when you really understand you do create your reality if you don't like it take another one and you're going to talk about that i hope in the in the workshop try oh, another one for sure because yeah. people don't realize what they're creating no. uh, like you say they, there's a figure thrown around that we're 90% of our brain isn't being used. It's actually not accurate. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of ideas and notions going through our mind that we're not aware of. And the more we can bring those to the surface and then choose if that's mm-hmm. how we want to look yeah. at something. So we'll spend some time kind of exploring ourselves and getting all of our assumptions and ideas out yeah. where we can say yeah, yeah or no. Yes. So that we know where we're operating from. And then we can look at is it coming from our ego or our mind or is it coming from spirit within us, our highest place? And so there's, you know, we can be very aware, but it's not well-guided. Mm. And so there's a lot of different avenues to look at this idea that, of change. When I want to challenge that. You can be very aware, but not well-guided. Because I guess for me, awareness is seeing the, mm. you know, I'm, I'm thinking of awareness in terms of consciousness and such it ananda, you know, like really, in, I'm not thinking like 
just literally aware, but aware. So I maybe guess I'm ex- basing that on my experience with some people who will choose and totally are aware that they're choosing to do punishing, angry, vindictive uh, things. And But you're right. At, at the deeper level, they're not aware of themselves as spirit, of being. And using the word that way, That's why right. you need Dr. Phil when yeah. he says, and how's that working for you? I yeah, just absolutely. love that guy when he does that. And I go... Oh yeah, not so good. You know, <laughs> he busts you really good. And how's that working for you when I'm when I got my story going? And I, he, that's a good line. And how's that working? There's another good line I le- heard from you, and I've been using it. And that's uh, I know something about this. I know and something. I'm, I got to pause that a minute. regularly, and we all have something. found great solutions at times. None mm-hmm. of us does anything wrong all the time. We've mm-hmm. all done it successfully sometimes, mm-hmm. maybe once, maybe. Occasionally, and 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 it, what we would be coming from here for people might just be turning into conversation with friends is is our spiritual belief is that we are eternal beings. We are spiritual beings. We're having a human incarnation. We all come in with gifts to give, and we have all come in with life to, lessons to learn. And to the extent that we're waking up and we're becoming more our true self, love is flowing, creativity is the natural, joy becomes the vibration. But I'd say most of us are still learning. I mean, I look out on Sunday morning and I don't see anybody has to be strapped to their seats. They're not levitating off their chairs. But we all are we're, more and more of our essence is coming forth and less and less of that stuff we learned, just that patterns that got programmed and that's why i love the great wake-up stories because they give us hope and inspiration and if somebody um when i went to the hospital last night and the doctor said um 10 chance 15 i said whoa that's practically winning the game i mean you know we're used to working with zero just zero but but i actually had been in a in a situation where the uh, a young girl 10 years old was pronounced brain dead and the doctors wanted me to tell the family. And I said, I can't tell the family. I need to go home and pray. And I went home and said, Jesus, this one's yours. Totally. And they had everybody praying in the world for them. And, you know, came back the next day. And, I mean, doctors said, she is brain dead. If she, you know, we need to turn the machines off. And I walked back in and I said to her, you get back in your body and get back now. Within 30 minutes, her toe twitched. She came back. She's 27 years old and totally healthy, not one flaw. So when I went there last night, I knew something about that one thing. I don't know a lot about other things, but that one thing I knew, those machines can be very wrong. You know, it doesn't matter because God's got lots of ways to get the cells going yeah. if it's time. So, Mary, what do, you, do you think that certainty of knowing that it's possible or knowing, having had experience and hearing stories like the ones we've heard today mm-hmm. uh, makes a difference? I think it definitely makes a difference because if you don't believe it's possible, you won't try. Yeah. And if you if you understand that, I love what Ram Dass said. We've had millions of incarnations. And we're, we're all here learning. We're all growing. We're, and that our that our uh, personality, our ego, is our karma. That one just was wow. I've been learning this stuff for years, and oh yeah, that's our karma, and that's the part we're transforming. And and everybody's learning, and that makes it so much more easy to be compassionate with people. You know, when you realize everybody's learning. And how do you learn? You make mistakes. Isn't that how you learn? Um, you, you, you don't go to school to learn what you already know. So I always look at this as earth school, and I love this. The change is a part of it. And yet I just know so much of my training was to get it all perfect, you know? Like how many parties do you plan so they'll be perfect? And then you miss the whole party because the flow wasn't there, the just the natural essence of it. Mela, what was it that you, because you kind of had a, 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 there was a lot of things going on. There were a lot of, they wanted to do all these surgeries, they wanted to do these things. What was it in your mind that knew that that you had to do it your way? I've always done it my way. Oh, yeah, well, okay. yes, Jim. So I that, mean, so that's my exactly mother said when I was right three, she couldn't tell me anything. No. <laughs> so you've always kind of marched to your own drummer. Always. And 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 for my people also, so. and for people who are listening who maybe haven't who've more conformed to the norm, is there something that they can do to cultivate that thinking, that idea that I mean, because I think it's and and this is a, a thing that is so brave is to is to you know these guys in the white coats or women in the white coats and this very aseptic uh, place in a hospital and 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 you're hearing these things from a very authoritative perspective. There has to be something that goes on in your mind to say, eh, and what is it, and how do we cultivate that? Finding your home. Finding and knowing that inside of you there is a vast reservoir, and 
anything and everything is possible there. And when you connect with that, you're there. You're home free. Barbara? I would say trusting your guidance because um, I did many alternative things. Um, I mean, everything to from uh, radiation to hyperbaric treatment and everything in between. And But the guidance was there to do that. And without yes. that inner guidance and that knowing... I, I probably wouldn't have done it, but but that's how I've always lived my life, that this feels right. And I, I, what I've really connected with is my angels and God's will. And I, I, I lost my husband 15 years ago, almost, that's on the 29th of March. Mm. And, you know, I, I've had to cope with the loss of him when uh, it was a very difficult time. And and yet, I know in my heart, he wants me well. God wants me well. So all I have to do is bring forth that wellness. How important is that thought? Because I know when I first started, Barbara, I did not know that God's will for me was happiness, was health. That's mm-hmm. one of the gifts that Unity New Thought brought into my Mike, I, I just had been raised in a, in a conscious, I don't know that anyone ever said it, that God could will for you to suffer. But as you look back, and I went to ministerial school, I said, oh, the theology was actually that God could will you to be poor, will you to be ill, will you mm-hmm. to be. And God would never will us to be anything less than full and fulfilled and live a, a rich, productive harmonious life that's god's will now we are learning how to live in harmony with god's will but did you always know that it was god's will for you to be happy or full or healthy i've been in unity 42 years okay and uh the daily word has been such an important part of my life silent unity i can't tell you how many times i've called upon silent unity Mm -hmm. in my life Mm -hmm. and for friends and family and um, I, I'm just so aware that um, that is God's will for me, is mm-hmm. perfect health, perfect happiness, perfect joy. And I am responsible for bringing that forward in my life. I am responsible, but God's will for me That's is right. not that I suffer. That's right. But I do have help, and I do have guidance. And mm-hmm. and I would like to add here, to just make the conversation full, is death is a part of the change, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. In, in its perfect time, my brother mm-hmm. passed this year, my mother passed this year, and um, the the awareness that has come as it has. I've had many, many deaths, more than probably most people. But I, I know, I don't know what goes on, but I know something goes on because I've had so much absolute divine clarity that the messages mm-hmm. came back from the other side. So life definitely goes on, and mm-hmm. we believe it's eternal, but we, we know for sure it goes on. Right. And, uh, and death is a part of that change, too. And learning uh, as a culture, we're not so good at accepting when it's time to step off the planet Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and we just aren't so good at that i think one Mm -hmm. day we will get a lot Mm -hmm. better there's a a lot of work being done by ram das and a lot of great people will have them on the radio in a couple weeks just talking about more conscious deaths and how to support people in that process of grief and letting go Mm -hmm. but that is a process when you go through a change Catherine, maybe we can talk about it when you are healing when you that you have to deal with grief you have to do with things are different you had to change your life every aspect of your life had to change um, well, talk to about that process, acceptance. Uh, well, we're humans, there and we're go. beings. And the human is what we chose, and here we are. And you might as well at least pretend you chose it, even if you're not comfortable with that notion yet. So if you chose it, working hypothetically with that, you're in a human body that every time something happens to it, that it perceives as a loss, it puts out all this stuff that feels terrible. And loss creates grief. That's not a bad thing. Some cultures have decided that we shouldn't be grieving, we shouldn't be old, we shouldn't have loss. We're taught in this culture to look young all our life. To We sell things to youth and we sell with youth. And we don't sell age and dying and ageism. It's not a good market. So it's not popular. And people think they want to avoid this natural process. But in fact, it's a beautiful time. I really enjoyed Ram Dass speaking about being in his 70s and how wonderful this decade was for him, how 
he really was enjoying himself. And you and could see the mirth stroke, on his face. How yeah. his stroke was fierce grace, he calls it. Mm-hmm. Fierce grace. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things he shared with me is there's nothing that turns your full attention to God than going through a major crisis. Mm-hmm. And there's the gift to That's walk right. with God. Because I think we get complacent, especially when you live on Maui. It's so beautiful. Uh, you know, maybe we forget to say thank you, God, thank you, God, every breath. Mm-hmm. Every well, it breath. was an amazing Sunday between Emma Very, who's... Celebrating 77, 77 yeah. and, and Ram Dass to see these um, people uh, in their, I, I don't want to say in their prime, but in their prime. I in do want to say yeah. Yeah. in Wisdom. their prime and their right. energy. Yes. And it was so, it was just so beautiful. And uh, one of the things that I noticed is Emma, I, I love her. I think she's an amazing singer. And we're talking about what happens this past Sunday at Unity, and you can join us any Sunday at Unity. At the Seventh-day uh, Adventist, Adventist Church, Adventist 10 o'clock. 10 yeah. And we have amazing people like Emma Very and uh, Ram Das who come and, and join us and are part of our community. But to hear Emma sing and to see, I watched her microphone technique, Mary. Oh, yeah. Her, she could have her microphone very low on her chest because the air that comes out is so powerful and so clear and so loud. She has amazing mic technique, which is part of her energy that yeah. just comes from that person yes. and it was mm-hmm. so beautiful well and what was thrilling was because we were celebrating the mid to late 70s and then when the service was over three of our 80 year olds who are <laughs> beautiful and strong and everyone dynamic everyone doing sacred service work learning going to classes I mean just the, the said well let's do the 80s <laughs> next week and I said yeah <laughs> let's do it because they are healthy and strong and just like you needed to know it was possible or that you could make it, like when you told, we need to know that 70, 80, and 90, if you're going to be in your body, let's keep it flowing and keep it healthy. But I like the idea, as I'm moving into my seventh decade in my 60s, that I'm no longer wanting to be 20 or 40. Mm-hmm. I love the wisdom that's come. I love stepping into the grandmother's role and really cherishing the wisdom, the energy of these new youth. And, you know, I was a child of the 60s, and we marched for peace, and we worked for justice. And I love the new kids that are working for the environment and working for a new kind of democracy that's so much bigger and broader than anything we thought of at our time. I love the fact I want to be behind them. I want to be the wind beneath their wings. I want them to be inspired to leave the world better as we were. And so I love this idea that we're not there to be beasts 20, 30, or 40 years. That's a perfect age when you're that age. But there's a wisdom. Um, of course, we've got some young ones here. But, oh, and, and there's, <laughs> I'm the token young one here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you have a question or a comment, please call 242-7800. This is Talk Radio Conversations with Friends. We're going to hear from our sponsors. And thank you for listening. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We want to thank one of our sponsors who makes Conversations with Friends possible, and that is the real estate magazine, Real Estate Maui Style, and our friend Myrna Stone over there. This is a monthly publication that is available free all over the island. Uh, It's available outside of Long's and all those places where you see those magazines. This is the one publication you really want to pick up because it is filled with not only great information about the real estate scene here in Maui, but fantastic articles and photos. About Maui, yeah. about living on Maui, the art on Maui, the whales on Maui, the agriculture, the aina. Every month there's just first-rate stories and the photographs. If you're doing any kind of image boards or vision boards, boy, <laughs> this one, it's got a beautiful waterfall. I, I love that. Pick up the magazine, read it, and then chop it up. And well, it, I do, I do, you. because the pictures are so exquisite. You know, if you're not creating, you know, if you're not living in your dream home, 
the one of the things is you start to just love the home that you want to live in. You love the home you're in, but you also create pictures of where you want to live. Mm-hmm. And we have hundreds of stories we could tell you about. Um, people call the secret, but it's just the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. It's an old, ancient Buddha said you become what you harmonize with. So that's why I we just found like my home. to. That's good. You just so found yeah, your pick, home. Pick, yeah, pick, pick up a copy well, of Rose And Myrna Stone style. was in the newspaper, and she looked fabulous. There was a fabulous picture of her. I cut yes. it out in the Maui News, and it was just so great to see her because she's such an innovator. And she's lived on the island so long. Mm-hmm. And the thing about her is that she's always um, impeccable. She just wants to bring the highest quality. Mm-hmm. She's not just, we're not just going to sell homes. We're going to sell a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And we're not just going to help you get a mortgage. We're going to help you get the best mortgage, which is, boy, right now, with what we're reading in the news, it's sure great. Our our um, our advertiser, Premier Mortgage. Mm-hmm. Wow, you want to get integrity? Go to Trish Morris. But you know, it's so interesting to know that you can attract the very best, and mm-hmm. this is one way to do it. We are very blessed to have great sponsors, and if you'd like to be a sponsor of Conversations with Friends, call us at the Unity at two four two nine three two seven. Two four two nine three two seven. You can also find out about this Saturday's workshop with Catherine. And also uh, go online, unityonmaui.org, and find out every day of the week there are great classes mm-hmm. starting the Monday after Easter, which is only a week and a half away. Uh, we're going to start our David Hawkins series again. We have him on DVD, and we, uh, we, we listen to him. He's, he's one of the great spiritual teachers on the planet today. He doesn't get out of Sedona very often, but we've got him live on, D- on DVDs. It's so great. Then we do a meditation and discuss it. So that'll start on Monday nights. And then you said after Easter. So let's, let's, let's remind folks about Easter. Well, it's that the Mac, as always, and it is unbelievable this year. We have um, going to open with Leaho, and the theme is around a song she wrote, I Am the Perfection of God. I Am the Perfection of Love. And um, they're going to open it. We've got our choir. We've got Virgie Cantorna, Deborah Lynn, our music director, Kurt Lee. We've got Omar, the international choir, singing with the Unity Choir. And the music is exquisite, the message of God's eternal love for all of us, and that every moment is a new beginning. So we invite people to be at the Mac so at 10.30. It's a- different. April it's a 8th, week. Yeah. Sunday, April 8th at 10.30 at the Maori Arts and Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. And we can fit about a thousand people in so it's a beautiful celebration and uh, and join us and we have a wonderful children's church easter egg hunt for the children outside the weather's always beautiful here on maui and we invite people visiting maui to come it's a love offering event and if you haven't been at the mac it's just a state-of-the-art theater we're very blessed to have it and we're very excited we love sunday mornings that's where we come together it's like thanksgiving day is sunday morning everybody in the church with these people are out in the world making a difference but they come together on sunday to share and praise and grow and celebrate together and then go out in the world and make a difference so unity is a great place i loved it um what it ramda said is bringing your heart home Unity is bringing your heart home. That's what we say on our show bumpers all the time, where the heart is at home, and that, that's Bring what Bring your heart is. home. You know, Mary, so many people listen to this program who don't live on Maui. They listen know, to it uh, internationally via New podcast. New Zealand, my goodness. All over the world who are listening, and, and I suspect we have a much greater listenership uh, from people who are listening to it over the internet and via podcast than we do here on Maui. So we want to welcome them and invite them to come and visit our website. Uh, we, I got some uh, emails this week from people saying, I'd like to tithe because you are my spiritual source. I love conversations with friends, and, of course, we invite that. So uh, you can go to our website at unityonmaui.org or call us, and we're going to do something radical. We're going to I'll give the area code because a lot of people in Maui, one of the, we're seven-digit dialing here, but if you're calling from anywhere else in the world, it's 808-242-9327, and we really uh, welcome the fact that you are listening to us, whether you're here on Maui or anywhere else in the world. You know, and we have some great events coming up. We've got Wayne Dyer. We just had Ram Das last Sunday. We've got Alan Cohen. We've just got some great teachers. Always in the summer, we bring in our summer series of um, Maui, some Maui residents, and some fly in, but it's just going to be a great series. A lot of meditation retreats, a lot of prayers. You know, every every Wednesday night for anybody at 6 o'clock, our chaplains do a 30-minute healing service, and then following that is a Jesus discussion and uh, where you can just sit and read the parables together and go deep into the teachings of, of the Christ Spirit. So there's something happening every night of the week, and there's movement on Saturday morning, a great class. I love it. It's my favorite, 8 o'clock, on, and you move, you dance, and you do weights, and in an hour you work out the whole body and you feel good. And then at 9 o'clock you can go into the silence. So 
I guess that's enough plug Some, for, something for there. Something for everything. We, yeah. we got a lot going on at Unity. But let's, let's, back get, back, let's get back to change and, and Mela and Barbara because you guys have just, I mean, the stories, and I know in the first part of the program when you were sharing them, um, my jaw dropped, and I'm familiar with both of them. And it's just fascinating. And for people who are dealing with change, especially sort of a medical challenge, what's the best advice that you can give them? Silence. Surrender to the change. Surrender, Surrender to the change. As fast as you can. We, we all go through the stages of anger and denial and we must go through all of them, but as as soon as you can, surrender to it. And what's the easiest way to do that, Mela? Acceptance. Acceptance, taking a breath, getting in touch with your breath, any form of relaxation that uh, whatever you did before to relax. What happens when, does self-pity ever come up for you? I didn't have time for self-pity for about five years. Mm. And then I, and I, I thought if I open up this reservoir, will I ever be able to close it? Mm-hmm. And I thought of all the things I can no longer do. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, let me just think of the things I can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it, you know? What what good is going to come out of that? So I don't go there anymore. And people used to say, "Well, how are you?" And I say, "I'm great." And then they'd see me in the chair and they think, look at me like great. <laughs> <laughs> but I was great because right. I was starting to move. And then when I had to learn how to walk, it was <sighs> it was exciting. Mm-hmm. Barbara Fisher. I would say that learn from your condition and even appreciate your condition yes. because there is a blessing in it if you go deep enough, if you pray and try to see it in another light. Uh, I never accepted the diagnosis. Uh, I just couldn't go there. And so uh, my whole focus was on how to heal this mm. condition yes. and just don't let yourself go into that mode of fear because fear is very dangerous and try to rid your life of stress because stress is very very dangerous to your health that's and so important Barbara you shared that on Sunday morning when you shared that you, your stress level was way off the chart, well, some number, which I don't know what they mean, but you got it down to an unbelievably n- low number. And I thought, now there's a gift that we learned from you, whether our body ever gets cancer or not, is we're designed to live without that kind of stress all the time. That's right. And it, it's a conscious thing. You, when you feel yourself feeling stressed, you say, okay, stop. I am not going to get myself sick over this condition and you say what is God's will for me and God's will for me is health and if I'm not helping get to that health that is my gift from God then get rid of it so and say that that's so powerful yeah if I'm do, do that again because that's I'm not going to do if justice I'm, to those words if I'm not doing everything I can to ex- to experience this health mm-hmm. then it's my job to go there. And if it's stress that's making you ill, move out of it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do to get yourself out of a stretch, stressful situation. So catch yourself, witness it, Absolutely. and then do something about it. Acknowledge it. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Acknowledge the stress. Yeah. Did you have to say no to some th- activities that maybe you would have just gone on automatic and done? Because you're a helper. You're someone who's always been in service. So did you have to say, hey, my body temple is more important than running down and doing this errand or making that call? Absolutely. How many things did you have to say no to? Well, um, unfortunately, I had to say no to a lot of babysitting with my eight grandchildren. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I I absolutely adore being with them. Uh But I finally have had to explain to my own children, I have Mm -hmm. three sons, that I can do two hours I can't do eight hours Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I need to honor my body's call for Mm -hmm. rest and that's where I go and my my children have been very very considerate in that and as yeah as women we're designed to be givers and I love that that this teaches us 
that we have to give to ourselves, and that's probably one of the important things, too. But thank you for that, because that, I think, was a key when I was taking notes on your Sunday talk. I was writing down as fast as I could. And and we have that CD at Unity Church. You could call us if you want to get it, because she gave point by point how to survive and thrive. It was a wonderful talk. I'd like to say something about stress. I moved to Maui not knowing anyone. I was sent here. And so I felt I had to accept every invitation because I had to meet people and go. And for three to four weeks before this happened to me, I said, I've got to slow down. I've got to slow down. And I didn't slow down. And I thought I had, and I did maybe 1%. But when I was laying on my back, I heard, well, you've slowed down, dear. Yes. So do it before. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone that has ever had uh, an accident or, or uh, a bankruptcy, a got fired, a divorce, there with the still small voice was talking to him before. Ram Dass even said before his stroke, weeks before he was snorkeling, I think he said, and he felt the, the arm go numb and a couple other things, that he, but he just didn't go and check it out. And, and so, you know, listen, learn. I heard you both say, learn to listen, mm-hmm. and you can start now, and, and you can start at Catherine's workshop. That's oh. a blatant plug again. <laughs> we know that anybody listening right now is interested in creating change from their highest and best place. And it's a practice. Nobody does it perfectly all the time, and we do make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And we're in different stages of that, and we get setbacks. But coming to this workshop Saturday or to the Easter service or listening to shows like this, find inspiration. Find people to give you ideas. Mm -hmm. Do things about what you're thinking and what you're doing Mm -hmm. so that you can create and get more and more of the time more in touch with your spirit, your highest place. So that's guiding the change that you are creating as we speak. And that's what we'll, we'll be focusing on Saturday. And I think finding inspiration, I really want my mother passed. And so I had the eight years of dementia, and I went once a month for eight years because she lived on the mainland. And so she died early. I was actually had the airline ticket, and because of spring break, I couldn't go. And they said it would be 10 days. Well, she died, as I said, early after only eight years. <laughs> but uh, it was perfect because I stayed at home. Everyone thought I was gone, and I put on just inspired music. And I put on great movies. I watched The Celestine Prophecy three times. I watched David Hawkins. I watched, um, I listened to your Desmond Tutu book. I just did all inspiring things. And and I still had to go through that dark night of the soul. And I remember thinking, wow, am I going to be depressed forever? Like, but in, at the end of seven days, I started to feel the joy bubble up. I just naturally, and a shift so big. It was so, to trust the process that you're in and change. And you don't have to jump up and necessarily take charge. So it's, uh, well, I want to leave you with, uh, we're all committed to peace. And Thich Nhat Hanh, the final thought for today is practice watering seeds of joy and peace and learn to weed seeds of anger and violence and the elements of war in all of us will be transformed. You have a a choice today because you've heard. And once you've heard that you have a choice, your awareness is going on. So choose to be happy, choose to be kind, and love your life you've been given because it is a rich and wonderful gift. Ladies, thank you all for being here and join us again next Tuesday for Conversations with Friends. Aloha. Aloha.